Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. <laughs> this is the boiling point. Okay, I think we gotta we gotta jump right into this. Yes. Um, so we're starting right now. We're officially, starting, we're starting right now. There's clinking in and, the background. We will not talk about what Dave, that is. Quick Bob question. Manny can share that. Quick later. question. Um, do you mind if I uh, ask Bob a couple questions uh, today? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so for the audience that's listening, the last we had an interview where I, I dominated by accident. But you, of course, even though I mean I'm a big fan of Bob's. And I'm excited to have him on. But why don't why don't what, how would how do we how, best, about this? how about we let Bob introduce himself? That's to us? a great idea, Bob Manning. Welcome to the Boiling Point. Hey guys, uh, it's great to be here. Thanks a lot for uh, the invitation. Uh, it's been a, a treat already, even before we went on air. I tell you, I've been getting a real uh, lesson in production. And uh, <laughs> and stand up comedy and and how bad your stand up is. Uh, well, great. no, no, so, I, I, that, and, and that I do. Is a I, by term. the way, I do agree with uh, with James. Your stand up is terrible. Stick to uh, <laughs> stick to uh, production. Um, Bob See, this Manning. Is new, this, is <laughs> yeah. this is the new Everybody thing. This is the new thing. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. throwing. Bob. I love go. it. This yeah, is, thank perfect. you for doing well, that. You know, you got to be real. Yeah. right? you got to be real. So, so who is Bob Manning? Uh, Bob Manning. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm a fellow all about town. I'm a community player. Uh, here in St. John, happen to own a business, uh, have been involved uh, quite a bit uh, with helping what I'd, I'd like to think is helping the community move forward. Um, uh, we're all focused on success mm -hmm. and, uh, and trying to make us more successful in this region, in this province, mm -hmm. and in this great country that we live in. And uh, I guess that's where I come from is uh, what, what part can I play to to help breed that success as we and, go forward, and you're not you're not just saying that. I mean, recently um, he penned a very good article um, that that was in response to something that really pissed you off. Yeah, yeah, the McLean's? No, no, no. no. Oh, that was a, oh, that was the Globe Mail. The Globe right? Mail. So, okay, so maybe, yeah. maybe the, the, I think this is a nice setup to this because yeah. this this is more of who Bob is, and I I actually happened to 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 run into Bob. Um, you know, just on the the heels of of you know trying to get this out in the right channels, and you know, and and just on fire, and 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 really passionate about about our about the community of St. John, New Brunswick. So may, maybe maybe uh, you can why don't you set it up? Yeah, well, it, it, you know that's that's a good way to describe it. I I picked up the uh, Globe and Mail's report on Business uh, Magazine. It comes out monthly, and and uh, generally it's a pretty good read. They uh, obviously it's a business magazine. Uh, they're focused on on growth and, and different things like that. And, and, it's, a, and it's a national. It's a uh, national national read, and and uh, right in the middle of it, uh, uh, I don't know how they got to it, but there was an article there on St. John and the province. And then very specifically, one of our business players, which is uh, the Irving family. And um, I, I was really disappointed as I was working my way through the article for, for multiple reasons, um, uh, starting with the fact that uh, I've been quite involved uh, through the years in helping St. John develop a brand and helping St. John then work with our counterparts across the province to make this a great province. And we all know that we're dealing with challenges. I don't think there's a spot in Canada right now, if not in North America, that doesn't have some economic challenges. But we're, we're continuing to work to try to overcome those challenges. And, and that's 
part of what, what it is that, uh, that we do. So the fact that I pick up this article and, and a person from away decides to come into our town and then spend some time with folks that I would characterize as, as quite negative, people that uh, probably wouldn't view the world the same way that I would, um, and, and this reporter choosing to just spend time with these people that are negative. Uh, it was, the, 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 wasn't, the reporter was not with Greg Hemmings. No, he definitely was I, not I, I, with I didn't Greg get the Hemmings. Last, the last paragraph in this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, the article that came out in a national, um, our, uh, in a national publication was, was very negative to, to St. John. It was very uh, negative to the province. Um, spoke about uh, things that that could impact us in the future. We're we're an energy hub here, um, and and we've done a good job of developing that. And, and by the way, it's not just all around fossil fuels; uh, it's around other things. And and so we've we've built an awful lot. We've got a very diverse economy here. Uh, we have some very strong business, and some of our business players are very large families. Uh, that's the way it's grown up in Atlantic Canada. By the way, there's very large families elsewhere in Canada that dominate in, in areas that, uh, that they well, operate in, too. What was the crux of the article? So I, I didn't have a chance to read it because for one reason or another it was taken down. Is this the same article? No, that no. Uh, that, that was a follow-on article that this uh, reporter chose to put into uh, an, an online publication. But uh, this one was a public... It, it was hard copy in, in, a, in a magazine. And, and the juxta of it was uh, we've got this family that dominates, uh, the Irving family, uh, across all of their business areas. And, and uh, a counselor, a sitting counselor, Counselor Lowe, had decided to uh, use this publication as a way to say that because of the Irvings, uh, we're worse off right now than, than better off is probably the best way to describe it. And, and it painted a very bleak, a very dark picture uh, of St. John. And, and I chose to move to St. John 14 years ago. Uh, my wife happens to be a West Sider, but we, we had lots of options in terms of where to move to and raise our family. We chose to come here. We love it here. Uh, does it have its challenges? Does it does it have its warts? Every place has its warts. Uh, that's what we're talking about last week with James Mollinger. I mean, yeah. like, he's he loves this place, and so often it's the people from away that come here that remind the rest of us how good we actually have it. What I'm wondering is, where is this assault against St. John and, and New Brunswick coming from? Because it would have only been a week after that McLean's article, probably. That yeah, they, they were both they both came out at the same time, and, and I have no idea. We'd have to go back to the uh, the publishers of, of these entities, <laughs> McLean's and Globe and Mail, and say, you know, what's the idea coming in here and kicking us in the shins? Uh, you know, the Globe, uh, in, in their uh, Saturday edition, ran uh, a very scathing article about Newfoundland. Right. Well, Newfoundland's got its challenges right now, too. Alberta's got its challenges. Everybody's got their challenges. But the question is why. But you'd have to go back to them to ask why they've decided to focus on the negative instead of focusing in on what folks are looking to do to be successful. Well, you're talking my language, Bob, because, uh, in fact, this Saturday in The Telegraph, I think they're going to run my uh, my commentary. Um, after taking the Millennial Dream uh, screening on tour, I've been so thrilled to hear the positive and solutions-based response. No complaining, no pointing fi- uh, uh, fingers, nobody's, like, waiting. This group of New Brunswickers are saying, yeah, let's, let's do something. And um, so I wrote a commentary. I think it's going to come out this Saturday, but the whole crux of it is we need to start supporting the positive story. The negative story is coming at us left, right, center, up and down. And... I'm not saying let's ignore the the challenges, but let's stop honoring the negative stories. Not the challenging ones, but the negative ones, you know? So uh, speaking a good language here. Well, no, but then that ties into what your response was. So rather than just telling us, what did you do? Well, you know, it's one of those things you you can howl at the moon if you choose, but... uh, 
Uh, I've always figured, you know, my, my wife Kelly says to me, I should write a letter. All right. Whenever she gets upset at some of the things. So I, I chose to sit down and, and document my thoughts. Um, but what was interesting, it, it was a great process, by the way, because it really got my mind thinking about what was important to to this region, to myself, uh, to the province, and and building things. Uh, but by the way, Greg, I'm I'm glad that you're going to get published in the uh, in the TJ this weekend with a positive commentary because uh, they wouldn't publish mine. Hmm. I'm interesting. Not, yeah, I'm not sure why. But so, that, the same one of the same same commentary. So so they chose not to. Um, CBC wouldn't touch it locally. Which is which is interesting. So you take a look at your two traditional sources. And I don't think it has anything to do with the way it was written. Like it was, it's a good article. I mean, no, that's what it, I'm saying. And, and, it yeah, in speaking it, to both, in speaking to both, they said you know it was well written. Right. But they they chose, and you'd have to talk to them as to what their rationale was. But thank goodness we have some some positive folks in this region, and and Alan Gates and his team at at Huddle.ca said, hey, we're we're taking that one. We're going to run with it, and and decided to post it. And uh, you you wouldn't believe the responses that we're getting. Now, there's always some negatives, what, sure. what we would describe as the haters, but uh, overwhelming positive response. And, and I've been absolutely shocked to hear how far it's gotten on social media. I'm not a real big social media guy. It you know, must be my age, I guess. Uh, but... Uh, you know, I've come to discover this this commentary, this article, this online article has shown up in Western Canada. It's shown up in in the rest of Atlantic Canada, PEI. It's gone out to uh, all sorts of um, uh, Prince Edward Island government workers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm hearing it's uh, power, that it's, it's a power it's of a positive message, right? So exactly. I, but I, I I would encourage people to read it because it's a good read, whether you're from the region or not, in terms of a response mm-hmm. to you know good things that business brings. And we talk a lot about this on mm-hmm. the podcast. How do people find it, Bob? Uh, probably best to go right to Huddle's uh, website. So I'd go to huddle.ca, uh, just scroll through it. Uh, uh, I don't know why Alan chose to put my full frontal face uh, at the front man. of it. But <laughs> yeah, you can't miss it. <laughs> you can't miss it. There's a lot of forehead in the picture. Let me put it that way. I can relate. We we, yeah. we we promised that we're going to put a good picture on the bowling point. Okay, <laughs> and, we, and, we, and, we, and, we, and then Matt could put something yeah. leading it right there. Okay, exactly. yeah. but so this kind of I think what for me what's interesting about what this is and, and knowing Bob a little bit full disclosure you know like I, I actually a client of his um, is um, is this kind of the your response to this and how you approach this is kind of how I see you um, delivering your business. Yeah, and, and, and we need to understand what your business is because exactly. uh, we haven't even got there yet. <laughs> so, OMG, great, uh, great acronym. Oh my God! Uh, yeah. <laughs> tell us about OMG Owens McFadden Group and uh, and how you guys are disrupting the 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 space of financial. Uh, uh, what would you say the financial uh, advisement and wealth management? I, listen, yeah. I'm the worst. I'm a, I'm a new client as well. I can't even pitch you yet. So help me help me pitch you guys better, Bob. <laughs> so yeah, you know the the sector we operate in is the financial services sector. We uh, we decided to focus on a very specific niche. Uh, and that is a niche of successful people, uh, people that uh, either have wealth today or have the potential to have uh, wealth in the future. Oh, you got a couple of those in the room. Here. Absolutely. So if you take a look at it, you know, it, it, we're, we're dealing with positive people. We're, we're, these are folks that uh, either are entrepreneurs, uh, they're professionals, doctors, lawyers, accountants, uh, people that have taken the time and the effort to educate themselves or to um, uh, pick up a business and, and work real hard, and, and they're really good at something. And what we're uh, 
uh, what what our mandate is is to work with those people to take them from a good good situation uh, and move them through to a better situation and then focus them because they're all uh, successful they're all high achievers and we all want best outcomes and so that's what we've done is we've developed a firm that focuses in on best outcomes related to the creation of wealth and if you can create wealth then you can come back and say what is the impact that I can do for either myself my family my community uh, whatever right it may be, and and you know what's interesting is is I'm as I listen to you and, and I've, there's this evolution I think is happening was is as a disruptor in the industry your the language you're choosing to use might be a little bit different right in terms of how you describe what you do and you know what I mean like in, and and like what, maybe give some examples of that yeah well you've used this word disruptor and and I guess I've used it a few times in terms of people asking you know how are we different how how, we, how do you in this big uh, uh, vast world of financial services how do you how do you set yourself apart and and uh, so I've used that word a couple of times and and what I mean by being a disruptor is um, you know the industry itself as it as it relates to uh, wealth management investment planning portfolio management there's all sorts of words that that can come in um, <clears throat> but that industry has been defined by the big boys it's the banks and the brokerage firms uh, you know we're not that vast of a country uh, 30 million people uh, dominated by six banks and and their brokerage firms the ones that they own so because of that they've set the rules and therefore your average Canadian or or most Canadians will look at it and say we got to play by the rules that that they've established uh, you know if you take a look at these big banks and the brokerages what they are is is they're they're companies that manufacture something they manufacture product in this case financial product and then they put these brokerage firms and the and the salespeople within their branches out there as distribution channels these are the people that are tasked with taking the product that's been built by the firm and distributing it to their clients um, so what they're trying to do obviously is for profit, for, for their own margins, for, the, for their own growth. Not necessarily always focused on the client, uh, right? So the question is, you know, are they more concerned about making profits for themselves and their shareholders? Are they more focused in on their clientele? <clears throat> I guess from our perspective, uh, we looked at it and said, it, if, if you were a client and you were looking for best outcome, does that mean you have to go to one company to get best outcome? Probably not. Um, one bank or one brokerage or one life insurance company probably hasn't cornered the market on best solutions for a client. So what we've decided to become through the years was that place, an independent firm where people could come to get best advice, and then based on what they were trying to achieve, the impact that they were trying to impact on their, themselves or their family or their community, and the goals that they were trying to achieve, let's then go out and source the best for them and bring it to them. And uh, so that's what differentiates us in the marketplace is that we're, we're out there, we're, we're saying you, you don't have to just follow the rules of the banks and the brokerages and, and the life insurance companies. Why don't we do something that's unique for you and make sure you've got the best solution? And another piece that I think is interesting, I know you're, you've, you've experienced is, uh, is and, and hopefully, you know, there's, there's more folks doing this, but what about this idea of like having a holistic approach, right? So, so we, you know, you come in and, and I've learned out there, you get a lot of advice based on, well, what, like even the banks will say, well, how much, how much did you earn last year? Which has really nothing to do with, as a part of the equation. Cause I actually own a couple of businesses too. Right. And, and that all, 
you know, it all it is all kind of interwoven, right? So, so, but it, like a holistic approach, like, and this is this is actually great. This is great for us, you know. I mean, in terms of oh, yeah. the entrepreneurs out there, right? Well, if you, if you take a look at it, probably best to look at it from the perspective as an entrepreneur. Um, the interesting thing that I find working with entrepreneurs, they're very good at what they do, um, but they're not good at. Same well, and, 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 <laughs> they're better at some things than others is probably the best. Apparently, way to I'm not it. a good stand-up comedian, uh, <laughs> yeah. joke writer. <laughs> I've come to discover <laughs> that. Yeah, but I don't it, believe that. By the way, yeah, the, the, the key there is is that uh, these are people that have chosen um, that they want success. Uh, they, they've entered into an area that they know that they're going to have to work hard. They're going to have to spend a lot of time. And if you take a look at your successful entrepreneurs, they pay attention to the details, right? So because of I'm paying attention to the details, I can, I can make things work. If you're running a business, and Greg, in your case, you're all about production, but there's lots of things around production, around running this business that you might not be the expert in. Right. There's operational issues. There's financial issues. There's human resource issues. It goes on and on and on. You know, you're very good at at the vision and and where it is that you're trying to what you know what you're trying to capture. You know, in order to speak to people, if you want to call it that. So what we've done is is we've developed a firm that that kind of. Uh, surrounds the client with expertise related to all of those things that are necessary to help them achieve their goals that they might not be experts at. And if we can work with them and help define what it is that they're trying to achieve and the impact that they're trying to impose or, 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 or bring to the communities that they operate in, then what we can do is we can get everyone aligned to those goals. And if you've got everyone aligned, then your probability of success goes up. And that's what we're looking for is, is to help our clients and, and, and people that we work with, not only our clients, but the communities that we operate in is for everyone to have a, a greater probability of success going forward. And when did you guys decide as a company to <clears throat> find this niche? Because you are unique in the market, at least, uh, I think you and I were talking about this from Toronto East. There's nobody else like you and maybe f- across the whole country. I'm not too sure, but, uh, uh, you, de- you made a decision to go super niche and to not play by the old rules of uh, of financial services companies. What, what what led you to that point? Or maybe this is the way you guys set it up from the beginning. Well, it, it, it's actually a pretty cool story. Um, at, at, at the time that it, it occurred, I was a client of the firm. So um, I did the classic. Uh, you know, my wife and I came into this region, and, uh, you know, we were young, and we were looking to start a family. We needed life insurance. Everybody said, you need life insurance. Did you call your, your mom and dad? No, and I didn't say, call my mom and dad. I got life no. insurance. <laughs> Sorry. You know, we knew we were having children and whatnot. So, uh, you know, went to the Yellow Pages. At the time, I know people don't go to the Yellow Pages anymore, but at the time, way back. (laughs) Yellowpages.ca. So, uh, and then we picked, you know, a national firm and we called them up and said, hey, we need some life insurance. Anyways, I go in and and I meet a guy named Bob Owens. He's uh, the regional manager, a real good guy. I hit it off right away and, and, uh, uh, so we ended up, my wife and I uh, had some life insurance. Well, we started a relationship with Bob and uh, off we go. A couple years later, he comes to me because my career was, uh, was moving quite exponentially uh, in terms of uh, executive management in, in the technology space. And, and uh, I was moving across the country and then down to the States. And, and he said, hey, listen, I got this concept. Uh, and, and he says, I work for a great firm. He worked for one of the big national insurance companies. Um, great firm. And it's got a couple of really great products. However, it's pretty deficient in other areas. He said, and, and what we're looking to do, if we're dealing with this, this clientele called, you know, wealth, 
Um, what we really need to do is to have access to the best product in every situation going forward. So it was at that point in time he, he said, hey, listen, if, if we stepped away and started this firm, would you come with us? Huh. Would, you, would, you, would you be one of those first clients? And I, Kelly and I said, absolutely, that's what we're looking for. So I had this great experience of becoming a client in this in, environment that, that Bob and his partner Dave McFadgen uh, were trying to establish. And, and we got to participate in that. And then when I finished my career as being this executive down in New York, uh, running a tech firm on, an, on a worldwide basis, when we came back to the region, Bob said, hey, uh, you know all about us, you know what we're doing. Um, I need some succession in here. We need some more people to get the story out. Do you want to join us? And that's where I joined, and, and I've been here now, uh, geez, I guess it's 12 years already. And he's I, now on the boiling point. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah. See how things happen, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so we're, we're, we're right probably towards the end here, are we, Greg? Um, so someone listening, I'm guessing um, probably a number of people listening would be kind of what maybe you and I would describe ourselves, Greg, as like the, you know, like a, the high potential people, you know, and, and, or, and even if you're not, you know, looking at creating massive wealth or whatever it might be, but, you know, you're wanting to have impact in that. And I would say we both are doing what we do because we want to impact the world in some way. Right. Um, from your vantage point, what are questions that we should be wrestling with or asking ourselves before we, you know, kind of sit in a meeting with you? Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, I guess when, whenever I, I sit with folk, uh, you know, my, my first interaction with them is, you know, tell me about yourself. What, what is it that you want to be when you grow up? You know, forget about financial product. You know, we, we can talk about that at any time. And, and, and I hate to say this, but any monkey can manage your money. Um, what, what we're about in terms of working with our clientele is tell me the impact that you want. What's the legacy that you want to leave behind, depending on whether you're a boomer or if you're a Gen X or a millennial? And if, if you're trying to make an impact, Greg, you know this better than anyone, you've got kind of three areas that you can make an impact in. You can give of your time, you can give of your experience, or you can give of your resources. And your resources, your financial resources especially, if you've planned your own financial resources in a way that you know that your probability of successfully achieving the goals that you've, you've established for yourself and your family if you then are in a position of surplus, it allows you then to be able to give back in a more, even more impactful way. And so what we're doing is we're always working with our clients to say, okay, how do we increase that probability of success? How do we make sure that you're going to be there so that you know that you're going to have that surplus? And one of the neat things that we learned right from day one, we're all about managing the minutia, managing the details, because there's always opportunity in the details. Every financial transaction in Canada, we live in a great country, don't get me wrong, but every financial transaction has a tax element. Right? So the government's taken a piece of everything. So the question is, how do you manage those details so that that piece that they're taking, what's left over, well, the, first of all, the piece isn't as big as what they generally want. It's only what their rules state it should be. But then you're using what's left over in the most impactful way. And, and we've always said that small gains done repetitively can lead to very significant positive outcomes. And that's mm-hmm. what we're all about. Well and said. I think that's really well said. And I guess one last thing is I was listening to a podcast <clears throat> recently um, about... It was Tim Ferriss, right? No, it was, it was, oh, it was, wasn't it? 
I'm was guessing. It? I don't oh, know. I, I wasn't I listening. I can't remember what I. Uh, Greg, and, you, and, and, you don't know this, but <laughs> Bob, but Greg's just back from. Uh, he's a little jet lag going. I got a little. I totally lose my mind. He, he was in Idaho, right? <laughs> I was in Idaho. He was in Idaho. Potato, potato, hey, anyway, listen, listen I grew up in a farm. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I love some of those pictures that you posted, oh, Craig. Nice. Well done. Um, it's just beautiful country out there. Um, but they're talking about a, a race over a period of five years. Um, the you know the more risky investments and the more conservative uh, investments, um, the conservative one every single time, which, which is like you're saying, just really tiny small gains, careful gains. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. It, wealthy folk. They, it, you know, listen, it's all about capital preservation. Wealthy folk have worked hard to earn their money. They don't want to lose it in the stock market, and and the the research that we've done. And, and because of the, all of the research that we do within our firm, we make our clients very aware of statistics. We call it statistical awareness, and we, we help educate them. And it's all about you don't have to follow the market to the top. What you really want to be concerned about is not following oh, it to the bottom, yeah, yeah. right? And, yeah. and by the way, the stock market, it's an average, right? Every day, 50% win, 50% lose. And on a five-day period, two days are negative, three days are positive. So hmm. there are going to be negative days in there. So it's it's all about trying to protect you from from following it down. Well, Bob, thank you for this. Takeaways, Dave. Um, you know, the last piece is really important, right? You know, that's something because as I looked over the years, kind of how I would invest would be all the high risk stuff. You know, it's going to go to the moon. You know what I mean? All that stuff, and and you know, it didn't work out so well. But but the other piece is um, the idea of um, you know how do we how do we um, how do we manage um, that thing called money and wealth in a way where like, we can do the things we're really passionate about doing, you know, mm. and, and having a partner in that is really important. Yeah. And, and it just makes me think about, um, uh, so, so many of the critics of, of, uh, of the, the function of capitalism, um, don't look at the opportunity for people who are really are impact driven right. to say, we don't want to accumulate wealth for our own selfish needs necessarily. Like, I want wealth so I can give back. And right. I think this is what Bob's saying because uh, we know our government is doing uh, as much as they possibly can with the tax dollars to make sure we live in this great country that we do. But there's some things that they just can't get to. I think about the Sistemas in New Brunswick and the Brilliant Labs and all these other citizen-funded and driven initiatives that come from, from an abundance of wealth. And as long as the people who are gaining wealth um, are the ones who are uh, moving our society in upward uh, fashion, then let's 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 get more of these people into the into Bob's office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, it, and, and I mean, he the, didn't pay me to say that. Yeah, the, and the B, the B Corp movement's all that you're you've introduced to me like last year. Is it's all about you know it's it's all about give back. It's, give, yeah, it's all it's all about give back. Yeah, and and exactly. and listen, if we can help anyone, make sure that they're going to be successful. Well, and, and have more than then yeah, give back is is a lot of fun. Well, you know, we haven't done this before, but we'll give the last word to you. What's your takeaway from being in the Boiling Point podcast room? Is the week after anymore? James Mullinger. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, that was a little intimidating, first of all. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing him at Harbor Station uh, on Thursday night. We, we've got tickets. We've got our whole office going. So that's going to be really cool. Great. But uh, uh, By listen, the way, big supporters of the project, uh, uh, OMG. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, well, that was an easy one right from the get-go in terms of, you know, the pitch that says we're, we're trying to make a, this, this region better. We're going we're gonna to paint a real positive picture because it's a great place to live and work and raise your family. And, and listen, if there's anything I can give back to you guys, thank you very much for what you're doing because I, you know, I'm an avid listener. Uh, love what you're doing. It's all positive. It's all about being successful, and, and that's what we need in this world. 
That's a great way to end. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. That's awesome. Thanks, Bob. Well, we'll see you at Harbor Station. Absolutely. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback.